Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Did you know, and Michael Caine used to say, did you know, as much as 65% of all fibres in clothing uh, is synthetic and will not break down or biodegrade. To explain more to us, I have on the line Amy McKeever, uh, editor of Irish Country Living. Good morning, Amy. How are you, Jim? I'm not too bad at all, thank you. Um, we, I was only introduced to this maybe a couple of years ago through the newsroom. I began to realise, you know, the, 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 the fibres and the fabrics and so on. We're, we're talking plastic here in some cases. Um, absolutely. Yeah, um, it's, I think it's something that a lot of people don't actually realise, um, that the amount of things that we consume that actually come from the, from the oil industry. And our clothes is a massive one um, of that. Like a lot of people would assume that we're still wearing clothes that come from wool or from a natural product, like some kind of a, a grown product, like a flax. But actually, practically nothing is now um, is that you buy, and certainly not in the fast fast fashion industry. So the fast fashion industry is basically where. Um, clothes are turned around at a rapid rate so the designers send very high quality very expensive stuff down the catwalk and then companies copy those clothes and basically they're mass produced in a huge huge volumes purchased for practically nothing worn very very little because a lot of the time they're they're not they're not great clothes and um, then they get discarded to landfill and I suppose the thing is, like, I write this series, Cutting Through the Bull, and it's trying to get to the facts and try to take some of the emotion out of it. Because like, the clothing industry is obviously a huge employer as well. People get their livelihoods from this. But climate change is also a massive issue. And food, um, from, from where I'm sitting, from the agricultural industry, food has been targeted as, um, you know, think as something people feel, oh, I have to change what I'm eating completely for climate change where they, people do need to look at other facets of their life, and that um, and clothing is certainly one of them, um, in terms of, you know, kind of the draw on the, um, on the environment in the terms of production of fast fashion, if clothes are not being recycled and reused. Now, I, I think, am I right in saying that some design houses across the world are beginning to, to, to catch on to this, and, and they're, they're devising or um, designing alternative clothes that are more environmentally friendly. Have you any stats on, on, on the type of thing that are ending up in, in landfill and in, in our oceans? So only 1% of our clothing is recycled. So they can't actually recycle polyester back into a fibre. So where you see a label, and I'm actually writing about the labelling for a follow-up to this, um, in, uh, this article for next week, but the, the, they can't actually recycle fabrics at the moment. The technology is not there to do it. So the only way to recycle uh, those polyester fibres is to actually, um, you know, kind of sell them to the depop, uh, rent them out, uh, pass them on. Like we were great for hand-me-downs when we were young, but uh, it's not really done anymore. And the, it's, it's um, 42% of products are actually discarded, according to um, a report that was completed earlier on in the year. And this has really been, um, this has been driven by the fact that people are buying more clothes and that the amount of textiles being produced has, has doubled in the last 20 years. So we're just producing a lot more, we're consuming a lot more, and then we're effectively we're throwing away a lot more. I'm just looking and here at a type of leather. Clothes okay. that are recycled, just to, to your point there, the clothes that are recycled, they're actually, they're actually made from plastic bottles. So if you see, you know, recycled, um, they're generally going to be recycled from plastic bottles. 
Uh, so you have to be very careful about and that's positive. That's a positive thing. Like that's taking those plastic bottles out of the oceans as you suggest. But it's it's not uh, your blouse from pennies is turned into another blouse. We're talking, I'm just looking here at leather. Um, a certain type of leather is produced from synthetic plastic-based materials, which are not biodegradable. Mm. So you, you see a lot of, um, you see a lot of companies now saying that their leather is vegan leather, uh, which means it's, it's made from a synthetic product. It's made from oil. And it's the same with fur. Um, the, you know, the, the um, natural fur is, biodegradable it'll break down in the in the environment whereas the far the far the fake fur that you can buy that's actually coming from the oil industry and that actually as well that that sheds microfibers that go down into the water so it's a, it's, it's not a positive situation when I said to you that I was becoming aware of this over the last couple of years, um, a lot of this is 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 uh, marketing and this is an example if you like of marketing intensive marketing in the very negative sense. Yeah, because greenwashing is the term used when a company will market something as being environmentally friendly, but underneath that, it's not as environmentally friendly as um, as they would insist. Like, you know, you have a lot of these fast fashion houses that have a sustainable range, but it's all well and good having a small proportion of your range that is sustainable when the vast percentage of it is not. And there's a difference between sustainable and ethical as well. Like, you know what I mean? I haven't gotten into that side of it in this article. But, you know what I mean? Where these clothes are produced and the wages that people are paid in, in countries where they're just churning out these huge volumes of clothes, there's, there's an ethical issue there as well. What and prompt- I know that that's been covered off too. What prompted you to, to research this subject? I suppose the, the, uh, this series that I write, it's, it's queries that people, you know, conversations that you're having about how how... And confusion, I suppose. People are confused about what, what is sustainable, what's not sustainable. Um, like, I've, I've written a couple of these before about, you know, what you should be eating, because there's so much conflicting information coming at people that, it, you know what I mean, I've tried to write these articles in as factual a manner as possible. And so, you know, I mean, the next one I'm going to do, I intend to look into that issue of greenwashing. And, you know, you can't, like, it's very difficult for any media to cover off all elements, and you will have very conflicting views, so I try to keep it to the facts. I think there is there is a move in in the general public, and again, this is me just observing things that we are be, as we become more aware, we are more mindful of of you know the need to buy a new garment, uh, every a new shirt or whatever every two three months or whatever. And there's a, there's a great emergence of, emergence of secondhand shops now on the streets in every town and village. Yeah, so I was talking to um, a lady for an interview for next week about about. You know what I mean? How do we? How is the best way to use our clothes? So she recommends, um, from a sustainable point of view, secondhand shops, um, reselling your own clothes, and um, and renting, particularly for um, for occasion wear. That you know, you buy something for a wedding that you're definitely only going to wear once. That you would rent that instead of of buying something new, then that just sits in the wardrobe until it's discarded. There's an idea, um, and certainly going to secondhand shops. And I, I did query with her as well. You know, I mean, the quality of the secondhand shops, and I spoke to the Department of um, the Department of Environment about this. And this is something that they're very much looking to try to increase as part of the new waste action plan for a circular economy. So they're setting up a working group at the moment, and the EPA is collecting data 
on clothing waste. And then they're going to hopefully have more recommendations um, about this coming out at the end of the year. So what is your message this morning before we sign off with you? What, what would you generally say to people listening this morning? You know, I suppose it's awareness. I, when I was researching this myself, I have to say I put my hand up um, that I would, you know, I would be a person that would have contributed to this. And I'm just going to start uh, looking at my wardrobe and say, well, I want to have a sustainable diet and I want to be able to drive my car. But all of us can look at the areas of consumption that we definitely do overconsume in. And clothing is certainly an area that I would overconsume in. And I think that these young people as well, that there might be a little bit of a breakdown in terms of, uh, you know what I mean, I can continue to buy clothes, um, you know, two euros, three euros for a T-shirt, but that actually is not the cost of it. That is the the cost uh, to your euro, but it's not the environmental cost. It doesn't take that into uh, consideration. Well, th- thanks for enlightening us this morning. That was the editor of Irish Country Living, uh, Amy McKeever. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix.